You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Here it is, the final day of March, the regular season approaching, which means the irregular season is ending, more affectionately known as spring training. Of course, it is Adam Barry joining us, Pirates reporter for MLB.com. Adam, we thank you very much for the time. And uh, you, I believe, are heading uh, north from Florida on your way to Indianapolis, I believe, for one more exhibition game with the Bucks. Now, I've asked this to some of the other reporters that I've talked to, but is it kind of mixed feelings when you leave spring training because, yes, you're leaving the glorious weather behind? But you've been away from home for a few weeks now, more than a few weeks. Like, is it kind of a mixed bag for you? Yeah, especially for me because I'm actually from down here in the Tampa Bay area. So this oh, is kind okay. of a return trip home, got to see some family, stuff like that. I love and miss the warm weather. But, yeah, I think I'm ready to get home, ready for the, the regular season routine, see my wife, see the dog, all that kind of stuff. So Reclaim yourself fun. with the family, that kind of thing. I, I get it. I get it. So right. a nice return trip home uh, in the cards for you, even though temperatures await us in the 40s and the 50s, but that's April baseball in the Northeast. We're used to it. It's part of the deal. So, Adam, uh, let's kind of get some of your uh, end of spring training observations, if you will, and how things might project for this Pirates team heading into the early stages of the 2016 season. We've discussed in, in uh, previous weeks that, for the most part, position battles and roster spots and rotation spots are pretty much set. But is there one area, at least right now for the first month or two of the season, that there's still a little bit of uncertainty in terms of a guy that if he falters a little bit, he could be replaced uh, anywhere on the roster where there is just a, a tad of uncertainty right now for the Pirates? I think heading north, uh, the last spot on their bench is still uncertain, but that's going to be any number of guys there's not really a big concern about. I'd say to keep an eye on the bullpen, just because with Jared Hughes out, uh, that kind of takes away one dimension of what was supposed to be this team's greatest strength. And it already has a very different look, I think, than most people projected coming into spring training. Um, Corey Lubke made the bullpen. It looks like Kyle Lobstein's going to be in there. Uh, Ryan Vogelsong is there instead of Juan Nicasio, who earned a spot in the rotation. So it's a little bit of a different look, even more so without Hughes. It was sort of a, you know, the ground ball specialist can get you out of a jam, or he could pitch the seventh inning if you need him to. Um, so he has a really valuable skill set that I think they might miss a little bit. Clint Hurdle mentioned trying to get Archimedes Caminero, the, the flame-throwing right-hander, to, to replace Hughes, um, which then, you know, somebody has to step up and hit, take his spot. So I think that's going to be something to watch, if only because that was supposed to be this team's biggest strength for shortening games. And uh, Archimedes Caminero, I think, might be one of my top five names in baseball that I get to pronounce this year. So I'm rooting for him to get a lot of playing time, you know, get in there as frequently as possible. That's just a fun name to say. One other name you said which uh, Pirates fans are, are loving hearing this spring because he's had such a breakout spring, is Juan Nicasio. Like you said, he was kind of a pickup to be a, a long-relief guy. Next thing you know, just lights out during the spring. He's in the rotation, and that kind of leads us to our, our second point. Is he the guy that you think is poised to really have a breakout season more than anyone else on the roster based on what he's done this past month? It's, I, would, I would say so in a way. Um, you know, Juan Acasio is a guy that some people are familiar with. Um, it would be more of that classic reclamation season, 
than than maybe necessarily a breakout or breakthrough or anything like that. I think the true breakthrough guy that people in Pittsburgh are looking at is Gregory Polanco. It's just about time, some people would say, for him to turn that prospect hype and potential into production. And he showed some things during the middle of last season that proved that maybe he's capable of doing that. Um, he struggled early. He got some things in order. He got his confidence back. And then just as he was really getting into a groove, he got a little banged up with his left knee uh, toward the end of last season in September. So I think if they can get Polanco into you know sort of living up to that potential or even just more so on the right track, uh, you know, you've sort of seen it with Starlin Marte's development. If they can get him into that player that he was from, say, June to August last season, that outfield is a whole lot more dangerous. Their lineup is a lot deeper. And I think Polanco is sort of the, the guy you would look to as, say, poised for a breakout. Yeah, one-third of what could be uh, baseball's most uh, dynamic outfield in 2016, along with uh, Andrew McCutcheon and Starling Marte, uh, something else we'll touch on in a few minutes. But uh, going back to spring training observations here, Adam, uh, you touched on some uncertainty in the bullpen, uncertainty at the back end of the bench. Uh, do those kind of qualify for you, or is it something else in terms of the biggest unknown for this Pirates team heading into the early stages of 2016? Biggest unknown, biggest X factor right now, what do you think? I'd say the biggest unknown is actually probably the back end of that rotation. Um, it's going to look a little different with Nicasio there. You know, you're banking on uh, his spring training results and the Ray Searage magic and hoping that you can turn him in, into some sort of number three, number four, mid-rotation type starter. Jeff Locke has been inconsistent his entire career. If he can, you know, spin one of his first halves into a full season, they'll be in good shape. Um, and then what does John Neese bring over the course of a full season? You know, is he a number three starter? Can he uh, adequately sort of bridge that gap from Garrett Cole and Francisco Liriano to, uh, you know, Lockett Nicasio? Can he be better? Can he be better than his career numbers? There's a lot of questions that come along with the rotation, even though it does seem like with Nicasio's success, they've, they've shored some things up there. Yeah, Tancasio and Nice can uh, really step up and bring it here in 2016 to pair them, like you said, with Cole and uh, Liriano. That's a dynamic rotation for the Pirates. But as you said, a lot of uncertainty there. We'll see how that uh, certainly plays out. And, uh, Adam, you mentioned that uh, Gregory Polanco, it's time for him to kind of shed that, uh, you know, the label of promise and potential and turn it into production, consistent production at the minor league level. But going back to the minor leagues, uh, give me a prospect, maybe two, that could get called up to the big show, the big, uh, you know, to the big leagues before the All-Star break. Who's kind of down there in Double A or Triple A that's really knocking on the door? Yeah, that's a pretty easy one, and I feel like I've probably only said their names together this spring: <laughs> Tyler Glasnow and Jamison Tyon, uh, two pretty highly regarded pitching prospects in in different stages, maybe of their prospect hype. Uh, Tyon is kind of post hype at this point. He was a number two overall draft pick, really, uh, you know, heralded uh, coming out of high school. Uh, and had some injuries uh, that kind of affected him a little bit, the Tommy John surgery, the hernia operation. Um, but he's coming back, and all that he really needs to show the Pirates is that he can handle upper-level hitters in AAA. Uh, Glasnow is probably the, the hotter prospect right now, has maybe the higher higher ceiling with his uh, high-octane fastball, the curveball that moves like crazy, um, really just looks like a number-one starter when you look at him. So. He's got to prove that he can be a little more consistent uh, with his fastball location and his delivery. Uh, he's got to get a third pitch, probably a changeup, but he's got to throw a lot. Triple A, Neil Huntington likes to say that he's doing hitters a favor when he throws it right now. They don't want that to be the case when he comes to the majors. But 
I think by June, July, if there's any trouble with that back into the rotation, you're going to hear a lot of rumors about those guys coming up to Pittsburgh. Yeah, if either one of them can turn into anything resembling Garrett Cole, the undisputed ace of this rotation, the rest of the NL Central, and the rest of baseball, <laughs> better better take notice because those could be two huge additions to this Pirates rotation. Might be a little ways off, but we'll see what happens. It's, uh, it's a long, crazy season, and uh, they could certainly be wearing uh, the Pirates uniforms uh, before the end of the season. Uh, Adam, you gave us uh, three bold season predictions for the Pirates, so let's kind of run those down. Uh, the first one is regarding the Pirates' postseason fate. They've been a postseason mainstay uh, for the past couple of seasons now, but uh, what will change for the Pirates in 2016? Yeah, I think I'm going to go out on a little bit of a low, steady limb and say that they're going to wind up back in the wild card game where they've been each of the last three seasons, and I'm going to say that they're going to host it yet again at PNC Park front of the big blackout crowd, uh, going crazy on the North Shore. But I think the difference is, unlike the last two years, this time they're going to come out on top and get themselves back in a five-game uh, National League Division Series. I think, you know, they've just run into absolute buzzsaws the last two years with Madison Bumgarner and Jake Arrieta, and I think this year they very well could have that buzzsaw on Garrett Cole, who you have to consider up there with uh, some of the top arms in the National League, if not all of Major League Baseball. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say that, but hopefully this year the buzzsaw is wearing a Pirates <laughs> uniform, not facing a Pirates lineup. So as good as Bumgarner and Arietta have been the last two years, hopefully this year, if they are in that dreaded wild card game, Garrett Cole is the guy that pitches seven, eight lights out innings, gets them into the LDS. Uh, we'll certainly see. Uh, full prediction number two, Adam. Uh, we talked about this a little bit beforehand regarding uh, Gregory Polanco, but in terms of the other two members of, the, of that outfield, you project some very uh, big things ahead for them. Yeah, I think Andrew McCutcheon, uh, he's been so healthy this spring. He's just been crushing the ball, hitting homers, pulling balls that he couldn't uh, last spring when he was dealing with that knee injury. And I think this year he gets right back into the top three uh, conversation when it comes to the National League MVP. I mean, he was still top five last year, which is pretty incredible when you look at the April numbers that just were not up to his career norms. Um but I think his individual success along with the Pirates' team success is going to propel him back into that top three. Who knows? He could even win if the Pirates have a good enough season and he's responsible for that, which odds are if they have a good season, he probably will be responsible for most of it. Um, and then the other one is Starling Marte. I think this is another another uh, breakthrough-type uh, season for him. I think he could take another step forward and not quite at that McCutcheon level, although if you factor in his defense, some advanced metrics would argue that he already is there. Um, but I think he has the potential to take it even a little bit further, show more power, more speed, uh, and just sort of uh, start to get more national recognition, I guess, would be the way to put that, perhaps an all-star bid or something like that for, for starting Marte. Yeah, and like you said, regarding McCutcheon, you know, the, uh, the guy that did win the MVP, Bryce Harper, I don't think anybody disputes that decision. No. He was a unanimous MVP after all, but – if you throw out the April and early May numbers for McCutcheon, that's a much more interesting closer race than I think people might expect. So yeah, uh, full season yeah, of health especially if you factor in McCutcheon. success. Yeah. A full, yeah, exactly. In a full season of health for McCutcheon, uh, he's going to be right back up there. And not that he's not elite already, but again, uh, to throw out the injury issues he had last season, his numbers could get even better. And uh, a guy that is still very much in his prime and obviously the face of this Pirates franchise and Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, Adam, let's wrap things up here with bold prediction number three. In terms of defense, uh, a player who some people, some fans might perceive as a fish out of water right now defensively 
is going to turn out to be a lot better than meets the eye. Yeah, I think John Jaso could very well be an average to above average defensive first baseman in his first year there. Uh, I think he's he's athletic. He has more than put in enough work for it. I mean, he is uh, basically from the moment he signed, and then especially once minicamp started back in mid-January, he's been out there on the backfield running through every possible scenario. Um, in spring training games, he'd only made one error uh, heading into the last uh, day of the Grapefruit League campaign. So you've seen some good They weren't with Pedro Alvarez. And when you consider the upgrade from a guy who, you know, the numbers lay it out, was just such a below average, almost historically poor defender at first base in Alvarez to a potentially above average defender in Jaso, that's a huge swing in runs, which lead to wins, which, you know, could lead to an overall better record, even if it's just defensively from Jaso. And if it contributes to one or two more wins to get them out of that wild card game, that would certainly make all the difference in the world for the Pirates in uh, 2016. Uh, Adam, great stuff as always. Great chatting with you all during spring training. And I look forward to when we speak next. It's going to be about games that actually count. What a concept. I, I certainly uh, cannot wait for that. I know you're heading north to Indianapolis uh, for the exhibition game. And then we'll all get settled for the start of what should be a very entertaining 2016 season. Adam Barry, Pirates reporter, joining us. My thanks to him as always. Matt Weimar signing off for MLB.com Extras, Pittsburgh Pirates. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.